Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to... Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. Hello, Adele. Hello, Jeremy. (laughs) How are you? I'm fine, Jeremy. How are you? Good. It's late. I know we're recording after work today. Yeah, and technically it is Wednesday, the day of our release day, so... (laughs) Yeah, this will get released tomorrow. Well, tomorrow. Later this morning, because it's just after midnight. Yeah, so... Oh, good stuff. So what's new? What's going on in the last week? I mean, we had a very busy weekend because it was someone's birthday. It was my birthday. So happy birthday, Jeremy. Thank you. <laughs> um, we might have mentioned it last week. I don't remember. Um, but we also didn't really know what we had planned. So uh, essentially, we just had a fun day with our, our friends here in Vancouver Mm-hmm. Um, planned an escape room, booked an escape room um, with a bunch of us. We were six and managed to find an airplane theme one. It was airplane crash. So yeah. <laughs> somewhat airplane theme. It had like airplane components to it. Yeah. So it was fun. Um, definitely discovered that the more you are in an escape room, the harder it is. You would think it would be the opposite, but it just ends up being kind of a kerfuffle of opinions and inputs and, okay, we should do this. Organizing everyone's thoughts and stuff, yeah. So, or we should do this first, that first. So, yeah, it's just much more difficult with more people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We did manage to escape, but... Um. Yeah, highly recommend doing escape rooms. I think with a maximum of like four people. Four, yeah. And I think this one, they said you could do it with up to ten. But I think if we had ten people in there, that would be like chaos. Oh yeah, there would be definitely probably half the people doing nothing too. Which yeah, you know, the point of the escape room is to do the puzzles and put your input and find objects and find things and you know hidden messages on the walls or or whatever it mm-hmm. is so yeah i don't know that's our input we are definitely have done a lot so we can give our opinions maybe <laughs> um but yeah anyway so we ha- we did that then jeremy finally uh got to experience the flying beaver which is a bar it's it's what well, it is a bar a and bar grill restaurant yeah and it's right on like the water i don't really know what exactly it is it's just kind of like it's a little river that it's on a river i guess and it's still kind of like on the airport grounds like I, like everyone talks about it like after work or whatnot if you finish work in the afternoon hey let's go to the beaver for a drink or something and uh you know everyone's always talking about it i've never actually been so i finally got to go there for i guess we went there for lunch and had a drink uh after the escape room with a bunch of our instructor friends uh which was so much fun and you can see they have float planes that land like within view of like any of the tables at the Beaver, or if like you could even sit on the patio and just have these float planes landing right in front of you, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's a really cool spot, and I mean it's the terminal for it, and so next time we should go have a fly around and then have a drink after. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So delicious food and drinks there and reasonably priced so definitely a good spot Um, if you're ever in vancouver and you have a long you know stopover or whatever between flights or whatever like 
just regular travelers, um, mostly I'm aiming at here, uh, you know, take a quick Uber over there and uh, have a have, meal. Yeah, have a quick bite at the Flying Beaver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then while well, we came back to the hotel after that, walked the dog. It was a absolutely beautiful day. It was quite warm on Sunday here in Vancouver. Obviously, we talk about the rain all the time, but that's mostly in the winter time. It rains all the time. Yeah. When we get to the summer, it's it's summer weather. Yeah, it's been nice for like the entire week here. So yeah, it was great on Sunday. Beautiful weather. Went for a nice walk with uh, with Roxy, of course. And uh, then afterwards, we met up with friends again and went to watch the hockey game. Because of course, it's the playoffs right now. And I mean, we live in Calgary, so Calgary's still in the playoffs. So we're cheering for them since my other team is out already. So uh unfortunately they didn't win so we didn't have a birthday miracle there but uh still got to watch the game have some have some food have a good time with uh with friends there and then we came back to the hotel again to make sure roxy was all good and then we went out for our final event of the evening something i haven't done in a few years and we did karaoke yeah we um managed to find a place that had you know rooms to rent Mm mm-hmm Jeremy calls it box karaoke. Yep. Apparently it's what it's called. I've never experienced that before, which is so much more fun than just <laughs> going to a bar and strangers sing terribly and then you wait for your turn to be called and you maybe get to sing once. Yeah. Maybe, but then you're like shy and it's like, oh, uh, I mean, yeah, but- I don't like that as much. It depends on the atmosphere, but box karaoke where you have your own room and you just spend literally two hours belting out songs really badly and really loudly with your friends. And you just have so much fun. It's all about just having fun. We did everything from the theme song to Aladdin, A Whole New World, to Celine Dion, to like Limp Biscuit. Alberto and I were singing at one point. And like... Just, oh, 50 Cent yeah. and LMFAO, Jennifer yeah. Lopez, Hilary Duff... Lady Gaga. Foo Fighters. Um, God, everything. Oasis. Yeah, we we had a good time and we just, we had fun with it. So there was five of us in total there and I, I was just, it was a great time. Screamed a lot. I sang a lot. I generally just had a great time. Hey, we're going to pause for a second because uh, Roxy's being finicky. Anyway, so Jeremy just had a nice birthday mm-hmm. and... Uh, yeah, and of course, beautiful weather is the cherry on top of all of that. I wore shorts for the first time this weekend and a sundress, so that was an, a lovely, a lovely time. It went back really quickly, though. So now we're, I feel like we're extra exhausted when you have a busy weekend. Now that we're nine to fivers, essentially, mm-hmm. we're just busy on the weekend, and then we get back to working schedule, and we're like, oh. We didn't really have time to rest. <laughs> it was just go, go, go. Fun times, obviously, but you need that day of just doing nothing. Yeah. Once in a while. Just, just veg. Veg. Yeah. Okay, you take the dog out for a walk, but that's literally your 30 minutes out. Yeah. And then you just read your book, watch TV, yeah. play Mario Kart, <laughs> yeah. you know. Anyways, uh, so let's get on with today's oh, episode. One one last shout out. So also my class found out uh, that it was my birthday. And so they, they gave me like a couple tiny little birthday, little birthday presents and stuff. And we celebrated and 
um, my teaching partner brought in a cake and stuff. So we had we had a little bit of fun. So a big thank you and a, and a shout out to Class SE and, uh, and my teaching partner out there. So thanks for that. <laughs> All right. So incident for today. Today we're going to talk about, it's not a very long incident, but uh, I thought it could generate a little discussion. Uh, and it's something that we even talked about a little bit in class today. Uh, in my class, at least. Uh, so today we're going to talk about Aloha Airlines Flight 243. My uh, sources for this one, I actually just used Wikipedia. There was so much information on there about this incident. Uh, so this took place on April 28th of 1988. Uh, this was on a Boeing 737-297. There were six crew, 89 passengers. We did have one fatality in this incident. It was a flight that was going from Hilo, Hawaii to Honolulu. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about this incident? Zero. Okay. I really don't know anything about any incident. Okay. We've gone over this. <laughs> this one, I'm sure at some point you've seen a picture of it. Okay. So this was a routine flight between Hilo and Honolulu. And actually the aircraft itself had already done three round trip flights from Honolulu to Hilo to Maui and to Kauai earlier that day. In the flight deck today, we have Captain Rob, also goes by Bob. I apologize if I don't pronounce this correctly, Sean Steimer, and First Officer Madeline Mimi Tompkins. And Madeline uh, was the, or I should refer to her as Mimi, she was the pilot flying for this leg. So the flight departs Hilo, Hawaii at 1325. All seemed well. However, 23 minutes after takeoff, as the aircraft was at 24,000 feet, and it was just southeast of the island of Maui, there was an explosive decompression. A whooshing sound was heard, and a small section of the roof gave way, leading to a larger section of the roof following shortly after. The flight deck door was torn off, and the captain recalled he could see, and I'm quoting here, blue sky where the first class ceiling had been. (laughs) Amazingly, sorry? I was just me making sounds of reactions. (laughs) Of reactions. Amazingly, this only resulted in one fatality, but unfortunately, this was flight attendant Clarabelle C.B. Lansing. She was swept from the aircraft during the depressurization. She was 58 years old, having flown for 37 years. She was situated near row five at the time of the depressurization, and tragically, her body was never recovered. Uh, Captain Schornsteimer took over controls and started an immediate emergency descent. They declared an emergency and diverted to Kahului Airport in Maui. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Kahului. Kahului. That's how I would say it. Okay. I'm going to say it the way you would say it. So Kahului Airport in Maui. After landing, the slides were deployed and an evacuation took place. In the end, there were 65 people injured, eight of which were seriously injured. Upon landing, those on the ground immediately recognized how dire the situation was. The fuselage above the first class cabin, it basically, the airplane looked like a convertible. (laughs) All of the passengers on board had been seated with their seatbelts fastened, likely saving the lives of many. The ensuing investigation revealed fatigue cracking of portions of the fuselage next to the rivet holes, so metal metal fatigue. It was determined that this aircraft had completed over 90,000 flight cycles. For a total of 35,496 flying hours, this was actually more than double the amount of flight cycles the aircraft was originally designed for. The aircraft was 19 years old at the time of the incident and operated in a coastal environment. So we know what that means. 
flying over the ocean in a very humid Hawaii. So very humid, very salty. Of course, that would just add to the corrosion of the metal. The pictures of the aircraft after landing still remain as some of the most shocking images captured following such a devastating incident. And now I'm just going to show Adele a picture and try and get her reaction from this. Uh, Where is it? What do you think of this picture here? Her eyes just went so wide. Oh, man. It looks like a skeleton. It looks like a skeleton of an airplane, right? And, I mean, it's very tragic that, uh, unfortunately, that flight attendant. Yeah, Clarabelle, CB, uh, was basically torn from the aircraft. um, And somehow, and I mean, in this day and age, we're always trying to tell passengers, keep your seatbelt fastened in case there's, you know, sudden turbulence or unexpected turbulence or something like that. But the fact that everybody had their seatbelts on, I think is pretty amazing in this case. Just let that be a lesson to passengers out there. Keep your seatbelt on if you're, if you're seated in your seat. Yeah, because apparently the roof might fly off and then, well, that's the only thing holding you into the aircraft. Yeah, so Aloha Airlines was, uh, was held accountable for uh, some of the maintenance work because of when the aircraft was made, it wasn't made with basically like two sheets of metal. It was only using one at that time. And so they had to really be checking for any fatigue cracks and things like that. And that's what ended up leading to the depressurization. And yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Really sad. Yeah. (sighs) Um, So I I brought that up as well because uh, we were talking about depressurizations in class today. And I always think about this, this incident as well as uh, Helios 522, which we talked about uh, on a previous episode. Um, You know, depressurizations are pretty devastating. Luckily, this one, they were at 24,000 feet, so it wasn't super high. So even time of useful consciousness, would still you would still have several minutes of useful consciousness before uh, hypoxia really kicked in. But still, it's crazy to think about, especially with pressure and things like that. Just getting sucked out. Yeah, so I'm, ass- I'm assuming since her body wasn't found, she was in the water somewhere. Yeah, it looked like the incident happened over the water between um, the Big Island and Maui. Mm. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. <sighs> so that's that's today's incident. Uh, Sorry, wh- what year again would that happen? 1988. Oh, wow. I've never seen pictures of that. No. No. Oh, I thought I wasn't sure if we showed pictures of that during training at some point. No, it doesn't ring a bell. Hmm. But it's uh, definitely that so a haunting picture seeing that, eh? Yeah, because that's how that plane landed, pretty much. And I just, I just think about the sounds, the sounds you would hear with no freaking roof over your head while flying. I mean, it would just be really loud. Yeah. I don't think you would hear much of anything except loudness. Have you ever driven in a convertible? (laughs) Yes. I know. Well, we did last weekend. (laughs) Well, two weekends ago. But yeah, I now picture that on just such a grander scale, right? And at such a crazy high altitude. A grander scale, maybe not a more terrifying, horrific scale, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Grander meaning bigger, going faster. (laughs) I know. All right. I think that'll wrap up this week's episode. Um, 
Hope you're all doing well out there. Sorry for the lack of enthusiasm. I'm also wearing a face mask right now. Um, not a COVID face mask, like a skincare face mask. And it's like dried and I feel like I have a facelift. So I can't really move my face all that much. So if I sound different, that's why. I apologize. I just wanted to, you know, have a little pamper sesh before I went to bed. <laughs> so maybe you didn't notice anything. So great. If if you did, though, that's the reason. Um, so remember always, if you're out there flying. Always be nice to your flight attendants. Because they might have to save your butt one day. Thanks, everybody. And a big, big thank you to Adele, who did such a wonderful job this past weekend planning a wonderful birthday for me. Thanks, Adele. Well deserved. Love you. I <laughs> love you too. Bye, Roxy. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at Huffy J and at La Delvi. Thank you.